Three Brothers, One Mike is a weekly podcast put together to help motivate and inspire our listeners both mentally and physically in the hopes of helping you be the best you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Two Brothers, One Mike. I'm Joe, and as always, my brother, Coach Tony, is here. Tony. What's going on, Joe, and what's going on, everybody out there in T-Bomb land? Uh, today, today we need quiet, we need inner peace, we need stability, we need core strength, we need mental strength and mental well-being, ladies and gentlemen. What, what we need, Joe, is a concept that can bring all of that and then some to us. And to many people, you know, they don't realize its importance. What we need is yoga. Uh, namaste, my brother. Hey, <laughs> you, uh, the one who's about to flip to another podcast because yeah. you're never going to do yoga. So that what's the point in listening? Listen, wouldn't hurt just to keep an open mind. You know, uh, I promise today is not going to just be filled with chimes and ohms. Okay, <laughs> but rather we're going to get into the origins of yoga and why it's actually pretty rewarding to those who've made it a regular practice in their lives. So give us a chance to change your mind. And if those of you who are here with the hopes of learning more, well, we'll do our best. But first, it's a feel-good story with the coach. Yeah, and, and you know, just to add to that real quick before we get into that story, I, mm-hmm. I, I myself, folks, I'm going to tell you this right now. I myself cringed at the word yoga, at the term before really understanding its its meaning, its importance. I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm able to do the things I do today because of everything I bring to my workouts, whether it's high intensity interval training that we're going to talk about, or whether it's, you know, flexibility, uh, well, go figure, just stretching, uh, not the actual yoga routine, but just stretching on a, on a weekly basis, uh, strength training, core strength. And so, but, but yoga is what puts it, brings it all together and allows for those things to be possible. So you have to, you have to learn how to embrace it, you know, but you know, like Joe said, let's, let's have a feel good story. This is a different kind of feel good story, huh? It's not, you know, our feel good, our, our feel good stories in the past have been, um, you know, some just, the endings are, you know, sometimes tear jerking, sometimes awe, you know, jaw dropping. This is more of just a feel good story in terms of somebody realizing what this can do for them in their lives, you know? And, you know, this story is, is not only going to correlate with today's show, but last week's show, big time. There's an online magazine journal. Uh, Joe, you found it actually, uh, mm-hmm. and sent it to me. It's called, it's called the guardian. And, you know, you sent me this and I began reading the parts of an article from June of 2016, dealing with a story about an individual's struggle with insomnia. Everybody who's following this show knows what last week's show was all about. Proper sleep. So the individual, the author of the article, Sarah Marsh, was finding herself awake until 3 a.m. many nights. It was kind of the, the norm for her. And, and she was pointed in the direction of a local yoga class. You could find them anywhere. And she began attending. She stated that it was the slow, methodical movements from pose to pose where the mind had to slow down and think through the pose and take her as an individual into a world of de-stressed moments 
and relaxed feelings from head to toe that began to help her almost immediately, almost immediately, as she stated. It wasn't just the the physical de-stressing she fell in love with, though. She also said it was the teacher's motivation helping the group focus on positive thoughts and being mindful of their well-being. And I can tell you this, the instructor, when it comes to yoga, is extremely important. We talk about a trainer being extremely important when it comes to any type of exercise. With yoga, it's very, I mean, it's very important that this person bring uh, a peace uh, and a motivating, you know, self-worth to the people that, that he or she are actually working with when doing yoga. In no time, in no time, she was falling asleep and remaining in those sleep stages, cycling through to a good night's rest. We talked so much about that last time on the last show. And, and, and so now we have to add yoga to the list of what to do from last week's show, Joe, as far as working towards a better night's rest. We named several, and, and yoga is definitely one of those now that can be added to sleep. So it's a feel-good story because we found out another thing to add to what is so important, and that's a good night's rest. Yeah, and that's very, it's very true. Uh, and for those who are interested, if you do even just a, a quick YouTube search for bedtime yoga, uh, that'll probably produce some, you know, great results. Yeah, Be- bedtime yoga, what's that? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's exactly how it sounds. It's, you know, like a routine you would do to kind of unwind from the day, de-stress mm-hmm. from the day. And, uh, you know, it's not going to be as you know, we're not looking at a bunch of complicated movements or anything right. uh, for that, but, but it's, it's, it's set up to help distress from the day and help Reset. you get a better night's rest. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Okay. All right. That's good stuff right there. Check that out. Bedtime yoga. Um, so now we get into the concept of yoga. Uh, we hear the word all the time, but I don't think many people grasp the importance of it. As I said, right in the beginning of the show, this idea, this, this concept has been around for thousands of years coming from ancient India, geographically speaking. Uh, if I want to be even more specific, I believe it's been 5,000 years, and it's northern India, uh, if I want to get even, even more specific in terms of the geographical location of, of its beginnings. So I, I'm not going to get deep into the origins here, though, folks, and I could tell how upset you are about that. Uh, that's sarcasm, by the way. I will say this. The man who brought yoga to Western civilization just died approximately seven years ago at the age of 95 from kidney failure. Now, I just dated the show. So let me say this. It is 2021, which means that this gentleman passed away in approximately, I think it was August or maybe April of 2014. And again, he was 95 years old. Now, you know, Joe, we have talked about finding people to talk about on our shows whose names are just amazing when it comes to pronouncing them. I mean, they make Sargentopoulos, which is our last name for those who don't know that, look like Smith and Jones. And and the guru we speak of, and I am going to butcher this. Listen, like, I, I want to take a crack at it after you. Go ahead. Uh, uh, well, what if uh, I wonder if we were going to? Okay, let, all right, let's do. It. I'm gonna go first, right? Go ahead, go ahead. This is the gentleman's name who is considered the founder of bringing yoga to Western civilization. Okay, his name is Balur Krishnamachar Sandu Raraha 
Iyengar. Okay, Go ahead, Joe. That, that, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say Balur Krishnama. I was going to say Krishnama Kar. And that, could, char, that could be. That could but be then Sandaraha. Actually, yeah. it's really fun to say. I saw yeah. it on paper, and I'm like, there's no way. But then I'm like, wow, this kind of just rolls right into sounds just like Sargentopoulos. So I, I even tried to Google a voice speak to hear how they said, and I couldn't even. I think yeah. I, I think even they thought, no way. Um, it, it's it's a quite an interesting name. And, sure. uh, and the gentleman, uh, you know, again, 95 years of age before he passed away from kidney failure. Uh, and just a light, let a lifestyle of yoga was everything to this man. And uh, he brought it to Western civilization. Um, he's affectionately known as BKS. So the first three names of the four, mm-hmm. uh, they just took the first letters. And I'll tell you what, let's just uh, let's just call him that if we mention it again. Uh, BKS sounds better to me. Um, and the show only has so much time today. Uh, so, wow, that's a heck of a name. He brought it here as more of a spiritual practice, which is a whole big rabbit hole. Uh, we are not going to go down except to say this. All right. Yes, there is a debate out there, folks, that yoga is a religion to some argued by, no, it's an exercise program to others. And, uh, you know, Google is a wonderful thing. If truly you have a burning desire for years to hear about that debate, whether or not it is a religion or it is an exercise program between these two sides that are arguing it, folks, by all means, have at it. You know, I, I go, go Google it and, and figure it out. I personally don't care about that. Um, I believe it is a little bit of both, to be honest with you. So nonetheless, it was brought here as a spiritual practice. And today it has become a huge, huge commercial industry. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting you were saying about BKS. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I was looking in, in, you know, just doing a little bit of research on my own as well. And sure. there was a gentleman by the name of Elliot Goldberg, who's a yoga historian. Okay. Right. And uh, he came across, you know, everything with with this gentleman. And uh, he said he was actually he was nicknamed. Of course, BKS was based upon his name. But a lot of the students joke that the BKS stood for bang, kick, slap. Because uh, was, <laughs> I did hear about this. Go ahead. I yes, he was. He, he he was rather militant about getting yes. into your into your uh, into your stance properly. Into your, yeah. Sure, um, and and quote unquote, he rationalized his humiliation of his followers as a necessary consequence of his demand for high standards. Yeah. So you know what we have is a gentleman who obviously, I mean, he lived to the age of ninety five. He's one of the uh, you know he, he's one of the great founders that has, has brought it here to the States and yeah. uh, uh, he's written books. So obviously this is something he takes near and dear to heart so much. So that there was even a point where he had, uh, he was in an accident um, on a, I think he said like a scooter accident or something. Yes, it was a scooter. He hurt his back, mm-hmm. uh, his spine. He actually dislocated his spine yeah. and it forced him to learn different ways to do yoga. And that's where we started getting things like props to help disabled people practice yoga as well. So, you know, even when he, even when he was down, this is something to learn from, right? Even when you're down, the chips are down and there's things that are working against you. It's a matter of adjusting that perspective, right? We talk about the winds of change. Right. Right. And, and this man adjusted his, his cells to a way where he now opened it up to even those who are disabled. Right. Today. So pretty cool stuff. Pretty cool stuff. And a feel good story within the story. 
So right. how about that? So, so how about that? Right. We we win. That's a winner right there. Mm-hmm. And I did read about that, especially the part about because I remember laughing when I was reading. Yes, folks, I laughed when I thought about him because then you immediately visualize him swinging away at people who are not doing Warrior One the way they're supposed yeah. to. And, and um, I'm pretty sure he wasn't doing that to the disabled people he was teaching them. I would you know, like I, to think I, not. Yeah, I would think I would no. like to think no. I would yeah. Think no. <laughs> yeah. So in moving on from that, let, let's brief our listeners, shall we, on what you yoga actually is um a, a definition if you will well okay so in simple terms my opinion is what we're going to we're, we're going to give and it's going to be a lengthy opinion but it is truly how i feel folks okay here we go to me yoga is a discipline that promotes the physical concepts of flexibility stability balance and core strength along with mental concepts meaning peace of mind, relaxation, and overall well-being. And they do this, okay, through, or it does this, I should say, through a series of poses, postures, and breathing techniques. So the bottom line is this. If somebody was to say to me, define yoga in one word, I just gave you a paragraph, and they wanted me to define yoga in one word, that word would be discipline, a very important one at that. So we talk about the poses and we talk about the postures. Many of you who do yoga or have read about yoga know exactly what I'm talking about, right? What are their purposes? Many of you might be asking. Giving you, I'm going to give you some names here. Poses such as the seated chair pose or, you know, the tree pose, uh, warrior one, warrior two, uh, reverse warrior, just to name a few. Poses and postures increase Okay, I'm going to give you some benefits here. They increase lubrication to the joints. They build muscle strength. They improve posture. They increase flexibility. And they boost boost an individual's metabolism. And that's just to name a few. And yes, folks, you heard me right. They can boost the individual's metabolism, just to name a few. It's not always about just full-blown cardio. Uh, and some other things that we talked about in previous shows when it comes to boosting your metabolism. And and that is just from a physical standpoint, what I just said. What about the mental aspect of all this? An increase in self-esteem. And you know what? I'm going to, I said that one first, but I'm going to say that one last. Forget I said that. How about that? We're going to come right back to that. Let's start with mental clarity, get rid of that brain fog, an increase in cognitive function, being able to think things through and clearing your mind to obtain wisdom and happiness. Now, when you're able, if you you guys think, okay, Joe, if if our listeners think about everything I just talked about, building muscle strength, improving posture, um, you know, mental clarity, clearing the uh, the fog, uh, cognitive function increasing, uh, you know, wisdom and happiness, all those things coming together, that first one I talked about with, you know, the mental from a mental standpoint, remember I said self-esteem a few minutes ago, right? That, yeah, that, that is a byproduct of all of that. When you have all that working for you, your self-esteem is going to increase, right? So it doesn't just increase self-esteem. All that together is what increases your self-esteem. So overall, what you can take from what is a very generalized description here of, of this discipline is, is this. Combining the physical and mental and the mental benefits of the concept of yoga, meaning bringing them together, helps to manage stress and keep you relaxed and focused on your day. So 
So now the question is this. Well, where do I find locations on where to do this or learn more about this? And then there's, let me add some questions to that. And then you, uh, and I mean, where do I find the time to do this? And, and you know, are there, I mean, is it, I mean, how many people are going to be in the class and do people really know what they're doing when they're teaching yoga? And folks, do you guys remember the episode in season one where we talked about making plans or making excuses? Because if you're, if you're telling us you cannot find any information about yoga on that phone of yours or that you're not going to be able to do it or that you're not going to be able to find the right instructor. You don't know anybody who knows anybody that does yoga or that teaches yoga or has done yoga in the past. That show, when we talked about making excuses, that shows exactly about you because that, that's a big excuse and that's the harsh truth. Sorry. It is on every corner in every state in this country. It's on every YouTube channel you can think of and every podcast, not every podcast, every podcast station. Now, here's what we have been talking about, meaning Joe and myself. We would love when it comes to these exercise shows to do demonstrations, small example sets, you know, sets and reps or, or, or talk others through specific movements that pertain to our topics here on Two Brothers, One Mike on, on a Facebook Live or just a simple video that we would put on our Facebook page, our business page, not our personal page. We've done shows like um, uh, warming up and cooling down, foundational training. Now you have yoga. And, and that's just three of them. We've done several others as well. But folks, we're going to say this again. You need to interact with us on our business page. Once we see the interaction where we know we are going to get an audience to watch the video, we will begin that process. Something we need to really press this season. We really do. Exercise shows are always better to see demonstrations rather than just hear about them. We believe that 100%. We get it. But, I mean, Joe... Can you add to that for the listeners as far as what we mean about interacting? You know, and, and I think they, they probably know, but, yeah. uh, you know, for those who may not, yeah. a simple thumbs up on any of our posts mm-hmm. is interacting with the post, right? Yeah, sharing, right. The, sharing the post is even better uh, because then it goes out to your personal timeline. And obviously it's sharing is caring. It spreads the word that this yeah. podcast even exists. So that's always helpful. Yeah. And then, of course, asking any questions or commenting on any of the posts. Uh, you know, we could always answer them there and then there's a back and forth, obviously that's interaction. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Folks go, go to two brothers, one Mike on Facebook. Let us know you're here. Let us know you're on the Facebook page as well as listening to the podcast itself so that we can begin that interaction with you. That's what we want. We want to interact with you. Uh, and the sooner that we get that going, the better off we all are in my own personal opinion, I think in the opinion of most, um, I'm sure my co-host would agree with me on that. Uh, and so, you know, but let's get back to what we're talking about here and we're talking about yoga. And so, you know, finally let's discuss when we should do yoga within our routines, how often, you know, the duration of the yoga session, right. And, you know, what to avoid when first starting. So first, let me say this. I'm not a yoga instructor. We will definitely interview a yoga instructor in the near, very near future. Okay. This discipline is that important in my opinion, that we get a yoga instructor with a fantastic background and experience under his or her belt on the show. 
I am simply a professional trainer who researches the concept of yoga and actually does his own yoga routine about 40 minutes a session every Sunday. I fit it into everything else that I do. Now, yoga fitness instructor Dean Pullman, who is the founder of Manflow Yoga, check it out on their YouTube channel, Manflow Yoga. This guy's fantastic. He has fantastic ideas and he has fantastic concept. As I get off track a little bit, Dean says this, if yoga is the only thing you are doing, you heard me correct, because a lot of people do just yoga and that's it. If yoga is the only thing you are doing, a yoga program should be done 20 to 30 minutes long, five to six days a week. That would be the ultimate scenario And then you would start increasing it as you got better at it, as you were able to increase the intensity of the program. So at some point, you're going to add enough time where you're actually doing five to six sessions, 60 minutes a day. And that's how your week would look when you're only doing yoga. Now, I don't recommend that you just do yoga right out of the gate, 60 minutes a day, six days a week. Absolutely not. I suggest that you go to 15 minutes or so, three to four days a week, and work your way up to that concept. And again, if you want to know more reasons why, and you want to actually look at programs that have been developed by this gentleman, go to Manflow Yoga. I believe it's only a dollar to become a member of this page where he gives you all this information. And he has a bunch of free videos on YouTube as well. Dean Pullman, Manflow Yoga, and he can start you off in the right spot and take you through a journey. And folks, I'm telling you, I know a lot of people that just do yoga and you remember all the benefits of it. If that's what you're looking for, I won't be mad at you because you're not touching weights because this will give you everything you need. Now, of course, if you're a power lifter or a bodybuilder or a football player or baseball player and so on and so forth, you're going to need a little bit more than just yoga. Okay, but it definitely should be a part of your routine, hands down. So if you're doing a program combining strength training with weights, cardio, agility, HIIT training, you should implement a yoga routine into that for up to 100 minutes per week, according to Mr. Dean Pullman. 60 minutes at a minimum, up to 100 minutes per week. Now, this can be broken down, according to Manflow Yoga, this can be broken down into any way you want. It could be two 50-minute sessions if you're up to 100 minutes per week. It could be three 30-minute sessions. It could be four 20- to 25-minute sessions. Uh, You can go six 10-minute sessions a week and use that as a beginning part of your workout day and then go into whatever it is you're going to do that day as far as strength training is concerned, you know, your cardio, your agility, your HIIT training, athletes. And and so you could do, like I said, six 10-minute sessions a week for that matter. Um, So – You know, many of you are saying, well, Coach Tony, you said you're doing one 40-minute session a week, right? I said that. I did. But you have to understand something because I agree with you 100% that you're calling me out. But, but, but what Mr. Pullman also points out is that there's a takeaway when adding yoga to an extensive workout, okay? And that is this. You are getting in one intense session per week of at least 60 minutes. Focusing on things you do not focus on 
in the rest of your workouts, such as balance, mobility, stabilization, etc. So keep this in mind. I do some recovery yoga workout moves at the end of harder workouts through the week, which I can add towards that 40-minute session. So listen, this is what I mean by that. At the end of my HIIT training, my 20 to 25 minutes, sometimes 30 minutes of high-intensity interval training workouts, we're going to talk about that concept, love it. I'll do different poses like cow, cat, and child's pose, things you will learn about if you don't already know about at the end of those high-intensity interval training routines. So I can take those five to 10 minutes from each one of those workouts where I am doing yoga poses in a cool down session, or maybe I'm doing upward dog and downward dog in the beginning of a strength training session. I could take all the minutes there and add them to that 40 minute session. As long as I'm getting a total of 60 minutes altogether, I'm doing exactly what Mr. Dean Pullman said. Now, I may indeed do things like um, add another 20-minute yoga session for the week and things of that nature to get a little more in. It's something I might do in the future. Or I may periodize in the near future and do a three-week, maybe a four-week recovery of nothing but yoga as an experiment and see how it goes. Remember when I talked about in the beginning, some people do nothing but yoga? I may use that in terms of periodization, and I may just do yoga for three weeks or so, where I take, I don't know, maybe four days a week, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, and do anywhere between 30 and 40 minute sessions, all the way up to 60 minute sessions, and do nothing but yoga, right? Just to reset, reset and get all those benefits in before getting back after what it is I do normally. Folks, it's trial and error. You have to test what works for you. I would definitely check out the Manflow yoga videos. Good stuff, I'm telling you right now. Now get out there and start looking at incorporating yoga into your weekly schedule, everybody. Yep, sounds like a good idea. And don't let any negative ideas you've heard about yoga stop you either. And hey, speaking of allowing outside influences to hinder our decisions, Hmm. if you can remember in season one, episode five, we discussed a research paper entitled Emotion and Decision-Making. Yes, This was a 45-page study that we vowed to keep coming back to. And in next week's show, we will dive into a different part of that paper. In that same episode entitled The Best You, we attacked making decisions based on fear as one of our integral emotions that control us. But next week, we're going to discuss incidental emotions and how they can play a major role in influencing our decision-making. Now, to easily explain this, You know when you're having a rotten day and everything seems to be going south in your life and Mm -hmm. someone chooses this exact moment to ask you a favor? For me, it's my kids. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm already in this horrible mood and then it's like, Dad, can you take me here? And the automatic (laughs) answer is no. Right. Okay. So that's the example. Uh, A more official definition, at least given to me by Mr. Google, uh, would be something more like emotions that we carry with us to a decision that have nothing to do with said decision. Uh, and again, that's that's Google's number one definition. But I'm sure everything, everyone uh, here gets the idea. Sure. So be sure to join us next week for that show. That's going to be a great show. It really is. Sure is. And until then, I want to remind all of you, be sure to give us a review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, or opinions, you can leave us a voice message via the link in this episode's description. 
And finally, remember to join us each week as we release new episodes every Wednesday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Now, on behalf of Coach Tony and myself, thanks for listening. All right, everybody out there, namaste. Um, Learn about yoga. Man, is that good stuff. All right, Joe, I think I might go do some yoga now myself. All right. I'll see you later. I'll see you. I'm out.